Hey, welcome to Real Talk, episode 172. I'm Todd, this is AJ, and we're back. Yo, yo, yo. You listening in? Let's have a show today. Every week, it's getting more and more awkwardly weird. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Are you listening? Let's have a show today. That's what you said. Anyway. I feel like it was part of like Sesame Street. Well, it's Real Talk. Opportunity to talk about life, God, the Bible, and everything in between. You know the deals, maybe, unless your first time. The show is about talking about what I just said. Life, God, the Bible, and everything else. <laughs> Somewhere in the description of this show, podcast, video, wherever you're watching, listening, you will find a link or see it typed out at least. www.theremnant.life slash real-talk. The real in that is R-E-A-L. www.theremnant.life slash real-talk. Click it. Follow the instructions. Go down to the bottom of the page. Hit submit. Type in your question. Drop in your link, article, etc., etc. And we will answer it to the best of our ability. Maybe you're a person that's really interested in Christianity, Maybe you are. but have uh, no one to talk to, no one to ask real questions. Ask us. Or maybe you're a Christian that just feels uncomfortable asking certain questions to your pastor or to your parents. Um, you know, I get it. So here's your opportunity to do that. The questions that get dropped into that link are completely anonymous. Couldn't find you if we tried. Truthfully, we can't. We've tried. Um, so that's pretty much the gist of it. Uh, according to this show notes here, that old fun turn Clint put together, yes. it's uh, catch up on our lives. Actually, bigger catch up on our lives. <laughs> Forgot to remove it from last week. <laughs> Sorry, man. I just took it as a sign that we're supposed to really go big when we talk about our lives. That's right, man. <laughs> we got to scratch and claw the depths of our soul. <laughs> it won't take long. <laughs> <laughs> Get out those magnifying glasses, folks. Let's Plus, see. That means it's you, man. You, what, what, you have anything you want to talk about with your life? Hmm. I would say, the lit. I would say for me, man. I would. I would yeah. say I'm. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, having a great, great conversation with myself here, in my head. So. <laughs> yeah, whenever you're ready, get ready. <laughs> whenever you're ready, kid. So, uh, I would say one thing I'm, I've realized that I'm still struggling with is those moments of resistance, man. So, I had a great one this morning. So, I had to go to the BMV this morning, and it's because the plates on my car are Texas plates, and I have to get them updated to Indiana plates. And Long so, story. it's best. To, you know, I've been told it's best to go in the morning, you know, get there a little early, so you just get it done. I'm like, okay, cool. So, I, I was actually woken up early this morning, uh-huh. and I had a moment where I Googled the hours for the BMV, and they were still closed for like an hour. So, I was like, you know what? I'll just wait a minute. Passed out. Woke up hours later. Missed it entirely. And I was like, gosh dang it. So, I realized, man, in that moment, the trader dude... It's so annoying because it was an excuse to just not get up. And I was like, dang it, man. Like, just frustrating because, like, it's just those small moments, man, that stack up. And then you realize, man, like, I just don't do hard things sometimes or most of the time. And it's like, dang it. So that was just one of the the latest things in life that I was frustrated about. I've also felt slightly crazy because we bought a candle. Mm -hmm. And this candle is gone. We bought two. Burned through the first one, and there's this other blue one. It's disappeared. Can't find it. I've checked around this entire place. Check the uh, the Haven? 
Yes, I went in there. Did you? But at the time, I was looking. I wasn't looking for the candle. So, so then, no, you no, didn't. No, you didn't. I was looking. I, I, I was looking for something else. So I didn't check for the candle. But I was in the haven. So what you're telling me is, you just you just walked into there when the question was, did you check for the candle in the haven? Bingo. You went. Yeah, you said yeah, yes. I, did. I went in there and I checked for something else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's right. That is 100 percent what you just said. It's a classic AJ. It's weird. I'll give you that. That is a weird this thing. This is why you can never find anything. <laughs> so, yes, I did not check for the candle in the haven. So maybe it's in there. Now, we have on record and on the show that you said you did. <laughs> and the question is, why did you say that you did? Because my mind, my mind said, you went in there to look for something. And I was like, oh, so maybe I was looking for the candle. No, I was not looking for the candle. Like I said, I'm anyway, a crazy person. That's fine, man. So the candle's gone. Uh, yeah. Hmm. So I don't, I don't know, man. Can't find it. So that that was driving me crazy. Um, trying to think of anything else. I've, man, we had a good conversation last night, Todd, you and I, and I was thinking about how often. Do I actually live in, like, the reality of, like, the Holy Spirit, like, its power? And how often do I actually, like, let myself, like, realize that that is inside of me and that I can I can choose to live out of that? And it's just, uh, it's made me realize that, you know, I have so many moments of weakness and, and I need to, I don't know, man, I need to just let that stuff out, like... There's always an internal battle with the trader for me, and I guess I just don't talk about it much. Yeah, you're going to need to define that, because I think you always assume that the same people listen to this show every week. That's true. Sorry. So somebody out there is going, who, who is this? Is this Benedict Arnold? Like, who is he talking about? Who is Benedict this Arnold. So the trader is... Uh, it is a coin, I, a term I coined. Yes. Go on. So it's a, it, is a, it is a term he coined where it's that... It is that part of you, that voice inside of you that, that essentially is like, do the opposite of what you know is right. It's that part of you that say, kind of like what I said earlier, like, yeah, you know what, make excuses in your head to not do something. You know, it's, it's like the enemy. It's like the enemy. So, no, those but, are separate things. But it's, it's, it's within yourself. Sort of so thing. biblically, it's called the flesh. It's the old part of us that has not been sanctified and saved. It's that part of us that's still catching up. Paul talks about it in Romans chapter 7. So separate from the enemy, who in the Bible, right, or in Christianity, we tend to call a Satan, yeah. who is an external force, right, a real being um, seeking to tempt us and such. Yes. Thanks for the clarification. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so the flesh, man, is just so much stronger than I realize, and it's just frustrating because it's like the more I can catch myself – realizing like oh you know what the flesh is like trying to like tempt me the flesh is trying to tell me to not do something i should i should do like there's some i realized i would have much like stronger relationships with christ but also with people so yeah man i think that's probably that's the some of the latest stuff i've noticed about life and like where i'm at so one of these questions kind of goes along with that um what you're saying so resistance uh, which he didn't define either, which is okay. We'll talk about it. So it's kind of that feeling if you've ever tried to make a change in your life, any kind of change, 
it's that almost like whether it's psychological, it feels like you're hitting a wall. Like you don't want, you want to, but you don't, right? And, and it's the, the, okay, here's resistance. That feeling you have when your alarm clock goes off and it's that feeling that says hit snooze and don't get up. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, man, I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, I feel like it, here's the issue with me, and you tell me if I'm wrong here, Fun Turn. We all we talk a lot, all of us. Yeah. So a lot of times when you bring things up to to the crowd, which is awesome that you do, by the way, because yeah. you open yourself up. These are things that we've talked about hundred times. Oh, absolutely. So I think I was thinking about this one time, and this goes for all of us, right? So even when I tell you guys stories, that, you know, we're trying to. Because we really have real talk outside of the show. Like, that's something we do. Oh, for sure. Um, so when I say this, and even fun turn, I can see his face. It's not that we are irritated with AJ. Because I think sometimes people take that because they don't realize it's more of this is a journey we've been on for a while. Oh. Or it'll be yes. like, why aren't they patient with him? It's like, dude, we're with him, you know. And sometimes I'm just a jerk. Like, I accept that. <laughs> and I'm changing my jerkish ways. But, yeah, man, I don't know. I think one of these questions, like I said, really does go with that. Mm. Um. I think, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I feel like whenever we talk, I, the temptation is I could just go, thank you for sharing, and we can interact, right, and have talk. It's like you got to do something about the fact, man, that you don't like doing hard stuff. It's right? true, And by man. the way, we all, we all do. We, everybody that's listening has moments and times when we don't want to do hard stuff. And I really believe this, okay? And I, I certainly don't believe I'm in this category necessarily. Um, but I think I've worked on over the years is, is a lot of the most successful people in the world they learn how to do hard things. Yeah. Right? Because 100%. because everybody has resistance. Everybody has that desire when you're tired to not get up. Yes. So <clears throat> I think over the years when I've talked about like our friendship and getting to know you and, and we all help each other, you know. So I could say a lot of good things about AJ. For instance, he's really just been, I don't know, man, he's on mission lately, even at the gym yesterday talking to this random kid, this stranger, and it's pretty cool and it and it convicts me. So well, thanks, man. Yeah, it's a really good trait you have for real. I'll start with that. But when it comes to this topic, man, like you just do not do things. Or, no, no. What I was going to say, I forgot to finish my thought, is like sometimes it's hard because the things that inspire me don't inspire you. Hmm. And so sometimes when you, when you have these talks and I'm trying to be your friend and I don't know how to encourage you because you don't get inspired by the same things I get inspired by, it seems like. So then I don't know how to like how to inspire you, for instance, like it, you can intellectually know I've got to face resistance, which you do. Yeah. But like at a certain point you have to, there has to be some sort of desire, some sort of drive to, to overcome it. That is more than just intellectually. Like I know I should. No, that's, yep. you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, so I'll give you an example when I'm doing it right. So even at my worst, at my very worst, and you guys know me, yeah. it's like, even when I don't do it, I've noble, I'm very stubborn. Okay, and, and by the way, I have many times I fail resistance, okay? I mean, mm -hmm. I fail, I give in. But one of the things, I'm very stubborn. So, for instance, this morning, and you know this, I probably got three hours of sleep, right? Two, three hours of sleep. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I'm not complaining or whining or being a hero. It's stupid, right? I have stuff I had to do today. So, I, I, three hours of sleep, and, and I, it was kinda, I was actually proud. I woke up before my alarm. Woke up before the alarm. I don't know why. I used to have a power to do that. And then it's like that moment, man... Like, it's almost like becomes a competition with myself. Like, get up now. Like, I make myself get up immediately. Even though I want you to know, I'm just as miserable as you are in those moments. I promise you. I don't want to get up. 
I don't want to move. You know, I start to have, and even talked to you last night about some of the temptations I had because we were at the gym late last night mm-hmm. of like, dude, I don't want to get up in the morning and like still wrestling with whether I should or should not, not get up in the morning, deal with this certain situation. Let's mm. just put it that way. Yeah. Right? I, yep. So I was even starting to justify giving into it. And, and that's a different topic of whether or not I would have been morally okay not to. But I had to accept that part of it was I just didn't want to get up early. Mm. So sometimes, like, I view things as a battle against the weakness in me. And that inspires me sometimes, right? And then other times, maybe the resistance is, if the resistance is, don't go and talk to those people because I'm afraid of conflict at that moment. Well, then I get mad. I'm like, no, I'm not going to let fear beat me, you know? Yeah. The, the competitor, maybe. That's not my worst. And it's like, I know you're a competitor. I've seen it. But I don't know how to get you. Like, I don't, what inspires you, man? Like, what are you going to do? Because you have a brain and a mind that's sharp enough to, like, see this stuff. But how do we, like, help you, I guess, take that next step? Like, how can mm-hmm. we help you as brothers? Yeah. That's a good question, man. Because I think you're hard on yourself. Like, we can sit here and do alarms all day long, right? Oh, yeah. But anybody can turn off 15 alarms. I've seen it. Oh, like, people yeah. turn off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Production, yeah. Guy, so. production guy Blake, he literally has 15. Minute. To the minute, no, no, it's more like 30. Dude, that, by the to way, the would minute, annoy me, because I know you've, had, you've been in the same room as him before, sleeping. Oh. That would drive me crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know if I can handle that, by Cowboy the way. Cowboy Kitty's been in the same room, too, and he just yells at him to get up. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so production guy, Blake, that's a different story. Mm-hmm. That son of a gun lately is... <laughs> he never watches, so it's fine for us to trash him. Yeah. <laughs> but he, uh, that guy, man. Anyway, talk about resistance, man. He mm. he would probably say he's struggling in the same area. Definitely, man. Right? And yeah, I can relate to that. Well, and that's a good point because you're probably strong in certain areas of resistance. That, for instance, he's weak. Because hmm. I think, for instance, I don't want to say his business, but like I think there's yeah, areas that. But for you, it's like, how do we inspire you, or how do we help you, man? Because mm. yeah. I think you're speaking to something that could help a lot of people because they probably struggle with the same thing. Yeah, yeah. it's it's funny because like. I know that it's something that, like, hmm. I know that these things I have to do, I know they're important. I know that they have, like, like I know that they have value in the sense of, like, it's, it has to have, like, it has to be done. <clears throat> Man. Sorry ahead of time for my voice. It's going in and out. Mine feels the same way. So, um. How you doing? <laughs> you remember me? It's big voice. Anyways. Small voice. <laughs> so, so like, what? I don't I, like. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Somebody that's new is like, what the heck is that? That's a reference to an earlier episode. Like, yeah. So, so it's like, maybe it's maybe it's my lack of of uh, like I'm not good at at verbally processing how I'm feeling. Maybe that's part of it. I, I don't know. Because like, be, agree. Oh, go ahead. I think it could be, man, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but I think what he said is really good. You're still saying, like, I know I should do this, but the question is why you're not doing it, and then what's inspiring you? Because mm-hmm. if nothing's inspired you, because I'll be honest, last night I was listening, the podcast I sent into our little group chat inspired me. Do I know exactly why? No. But also listen to that old man, Tommy <laughs> Atlas, yeah. Say crazy things. You can actually put a lot of what Todd has taught me in perspective again. Yeah. Like it put it in a different Probably light. I listen that like, to it <laughs> Anyway. Could have been. And, and one of the big things he said is, is he's like, you either have reasons to yeah, or 
excuses Ooh. not to. Dude, that's good. So right. either you take everything that's going in your life, the fact that I don't want to, I don't want to air your business, but sure. all the bad things that's in your life, all these sure. things that have happened to you in your childhood or whatever Which it may be, you, you, yeah. You, yeah. you either take that and you make that as a, that is, this is a reason for me to do this. And I'm going to make this my reason because I'm going to prove them wrong. Or you make it the excuse of why you're not going to. Yeah. Which is that that's really, I like that. And he said that is the hardest thing he had to teach because Tommy Atlas, he is a, I think it's Tommy Atlas, right? He is a world-renowned boxing trainer. Yeah, uh, so fantastic. Too, right? Sounds uh, right. Has led 18. He has, he's had like 18 world champs. Like he's, he's fantastic. He's, a he's done a great there. job. And his story is absolutely fan, absolutely crazy. Like this kid was a punk. When he did, and he uh, just a fantastic guy overall. It, it genuinely, like listening to his story and how real he is about his life was fantastic, and it really touched me. But when I heard him say that, it put in perspective everything that I've been feeling a little bit, and it it goes back to that thing of like all these people in my life have said all these things about me, whether it's my dad who has always told me I have a lot of quit in me, all these things in me. It it put in this perspective as I can take all these things that people have done to me or all yeah. these negative things. And I can say that's Teddy things. Atlas. You Teddy were close. Atlas. Sorry. Yes. Teddy Tony Atlas. Atlas is a bodybuilder, which is why, why I go, wait a minute. Isn't Tony Atlas a wrestler too? He was a bodybuilder first and became a wrestler. That's so, right. Anyway, sorry to interrupt <laughs> Teddy you. Teddy Atlas. Atlas. There you go. No, thank you. Teddy yeah. Atlas. Um, this moment of going, no, I want to prove everybody wrong. I want, I, this is what I want. And, like, I'm going to use this as my reason to do this, even if I don't feel it right now. The reason why I want to go do this, the reason why I want to go run, the reason why I want to achieve my goals, the reason why I want to grow our TikTok, the reason I want to do this is so everybody knows that I have what it takes. And mm-hmm. then there was a lot of things, like, it kind of clicked last night. And I have a really bad problem of not keeping that, and I have already decided I'll probably have to listen to that podcast again. But the idea is, is what inspires you. Yeah. Because that inspired me. That put a whole new perspective on what Todd has told us to do and, like, about reasons and excuses in life that it was a whole new perspective. And I even connected it with something he just said there. What, what inspires you? Because if mm. you're not inspired, just because you know you should do it is not going to make you do it. You need yeah. to inspire the, intro, the, the call to action, the, the fight to go do it mm. because otherwise – it does take stubbornness. You may have the stubbornness to go once, to go twice, to go three times, but if you don't care and you just know it's something you should do, you won't go do it. Hmm. It's really good, man. I like that. Yeah. Resistance, by the way, sorry, I just found an interesting definition. Yeah. And I remember the time I first heard of this phrase, um, and I mentioned it, and I couldn't remember the guy's name. There's an author named Stephen Pressfield. Uh, he writes a lot of cool stuff, but he had, he kind of turned... Um, called it, uh, well, here's a quote he has, by the way. Most of us have two lives, the life we live and the unlived life within us. Between the two stands resistance. Dang. But he uh, he would say resistance is self-sabotage, procrastination, fear, arrogance, and self-doubt. Dang. All that stuff that would hinder your life from being what you want to be. Anyway, going back to what he said. Yeah, man, it's like he brought that up because – Okay, so fun turns really into boxing. That's something he's oh, really yeah. passionate about. Yeah. So it makes sense that Teddy Atlas would inspire you because he's a boxer. He speaks something that, you know, a boxing coach. And by the way, I recognize him. I look him up. I've seen the guy on other stuff. Mm-hmm. For me, you know, it could be certain movies, the idea of being a warrior, the idea of not giving up. What You got to find something that inspires you, man, mm-hmm. help you in those moments that's more than just, I know I should. And that's kind of what he's saying. Yeah. You know, and what does inspire you? 
Do you like what? What do you know? Hmm. I guess maybe here's another word. What what's gotten you fired up to? You know, what, is there like a thought? Is there a what gets you fired up to succeed? Oh, yeah. The moment you felt that way. Hmm. Hmm. I would say like certain music inspires me. Why? Um. It's kind of well. I don't. Yeah. The music like, or the lyrics. Probably the the lyrics. Okay. Yeah, the lyrics for sure. Yeah, that like, makes sense. Um. Sorry, I didn't mean you're going. Yeah. Oh no, music. it's fine. Yeah, because like that music, like like it emotes an emotion of some kind. Like, and so whether that's like, you know, like the ability to overcome. I think I think a lot of the time, <laughs> I can feel. It's a little embarrassing, but like even like like wrestling sometimes can inspire Why is it me. Uh, because it, it's like a little kid thing. It feels like no so. Way, it's man. like it's no different than a movie. Yeah, what is what I've learned kind of catching up without you again. Right? Yeah, is that it's got everything. It's got heroes. It's got villains. It's got the underdog. It's got drama. It makes sense. Yeah. So like depending on like you know the situation with whatever's happening, like yeah, like that can even be inspiring sometimes. Well, see, there's an example. Like you have something inspired you. And you're embarrassed by it. Hmm. Just so you know, I'm not embarrassed by it. I actually have watched stuff with you. I get it. There's moments you're like, dude, that makes me want to go out and like wrestle a bear. (laughs) Yeah. That doesn't... Here's the cool thing. What about that inspires you? Like, what what stories have inspired you? Um, I would say... Or what, like, characters, you know, that kind of thing. I would say... It's like Braveheart's inspired me, and that's not any more real. Like, in fact, yours is probably more real. (laughs) That's fair. Um, I would say like just the, the underdog, the idea of the underdog has always inspired me, you know, or even like, that's why sports too. Like I'm always rooting for like, you know, say it's, you know, you're watching college basketball, you know, and it's, you know, you're 16 seed versus a one seed. I'm always like David versus Goliath, you know, can the 16 seed overcome? So it's like, what if you saw yourself as the 16 seed hmm. about to upset the one? Yeah. Hmm. That's a great question. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I would. I don't know why that is. I don't know if it's like. I think. I think I don't slow myself down to even allow myself to think that. You know, like I don't, or, or like you said, like, or it's like it feels stupid. It feels stupid to like think that way. Like. Why. Hmm. Because uh, maybe it's because I guess there's a part of me that feels like I should just know that I'm like that I have like I'm like that I can do this like I should just know that like I should know that because of like say like the Holy Spirit right or because of like you know putting my faith in Christ that gives me you know and putting you know God's strength in front of my own strength like I should know that I'm capable or that I am you know. Even just, you know, the idea of, like, the faith of a mustard seed, right? Like, I, that move, can move a mountain. So it's like, I should be able to do that. <laughs> I, so does that make sense? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, so I think a lot of the time, and it's, I'm either not slowing myself down to even allow myself to think of that, like, think of myself in that aspect, or it's, well, I should already know how to do that, which in a way is kind of like self-hatred probably. <laughs> So how does, like, I should know how to do that stop you from, you know, pushing through? 
I think it's it's the reality of it's the reality of my mind tells me I should know that I should already know that, but I I know I don't, or I don't always believe that. So then it contradicts, and then it's like, what the heck? <laughs> it's like what what now? Like what? Where do I go from here? It's like. Uh, so it kind of just is like you're already. I'm, I'm using this phrase. I'm trying to think of like when I think this. Like, hey, I'm already a loser. I don't know how. So who cares? Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Like, uh, okay, but that's what we're saying. <clears throat> we all like. I feel that way too. Mm-hmm. What? What? How are you going to overcome that thought? What's going to inspire you to fight that? Hmm. Makes sense. That's... Like, if I called you a quitter, would that offend you? I don't. I'm not saying you are. I'm saying fifty-fifty. I think it depends on the day. Okay. Somebody yeah. called me a quitter. I'm immediately like, I'll freaking show you I'm a quitter. Yeah, because I think it depends on the setting. Like, if I'm like, you know, say like, say I'm playing like basketball or something, you know, and someone's like, you can't shoot. I'm like, oh, I'm about to shoot five times in a row. <laughs> what about being a quitter? <clears throat> like that, con- that that itself is what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, or like somebody's, again, I don't, I'm not saying it's true. I'm trying to like think what you would think. Because we all have these thoughts. Hey, you're lazy. Yeah. Hey, you're not going to do it. Yeah, if someone calls me a quitter, I think, I think there, there's going to be times where I'll be like, "You're right," because I do quit. Like I have times where I so quit. So then, when that happens, you're just like, "I'll just continue to quit." You know what I mean? Like, do yeah, you fall into that. Uh, so I'm not. I, if we're offending you, man, I'm just no, not not right. at all. This isn't. No, I'm not offended like in the slightest. I think it's just like it's just exposing my mind. <laughs> I don't want to expose you. <laughs> process it. Yeah, because so, we all have this stuff. That's mm-hmm. what's cool about you always being willing to share. I think that There's most out there. most of the time, I would say that I don't think my mind consciously tells me we'll just keep quitting. It's just that it knows that yeah, I quit. Like what you're saying is true. I guess how can we help you? Like I don't know if we can. Like what are you gonna do next time that when that alarm goes off, you're not gonna do that lie to yourself. I have to, yeah, and this is where it's hard. It's like it's like I have like you said, I have to find that thing. So, like, I don't know if that means, like, I have to, like, put something, like, in front of me that's, like, that, like you said, that's inspiring. Like, what is it? How can I treat that alarm clock like it's the 16 versus a 1 seed? How do I, you know? You changed your alarm to a song that inspired you or something. Mm. That, yeah, that's true. That's a good idea. Hmm. Anyway. Yeah, man, I appreciate you being honest. I think a lot of people out there, if they're if they're honest, can probably relate um, to the to the idea of like, gosh darn it, I gave in, you know. Yeah. Because we've all done that. Um, yeah, man. I mean, if incur, I think yeah, I think you can do it, man. I think you can accomplish anything you want if you'll just start believing that. Hmm. I really do think that. Thank you, and it's like I, it's weird because like I gotta start. I I feel like I'm a, such a weirdo, like. I like because once I start stacking up victories, I think there's almost a part of me even gets scared of that that I'm just gonna become arrogant and think like, oh, like I've arrived, <laughs> which is so weird. It's just like almost you're always on the lookout to, to like that you're you're a terrible person. It's like, mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I think it's because like at the end of the day, like, and I think a part of me knows like that I, like I am not good, but. Because I know I'm not good, instead of relying on the fact of like the gospel, me, so sorry. 
I tend to like, it's kind of, I think I can't remember, I might have said that last week or the week before. It's like, I have to try to cling to that one good thing that I can find instead of like relying on the gospel. So it's like, it's, it's annoying because yeah, it kind of goes both ways. Like, hey, you know, don't sit here and, and, you know, quote, you know, lack of a better term, gloat over the fact that, you know, you, you know, you can't. You know, because you did one good thing doesn't mean you've arrived, but also, like, you don't believe in yourself to be good. So it's, like, it's a weird thing. It's ironic. I just realized the verse is on the That's wall. on this wall. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as though working for the Lord. Colossians 3.23. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the one I was like, whatever you do, it's the same one. Um, same verse always in my head, just different translation of, like, do it with excellence as though serving the Lord. All your heart. Like, there you go, man. It's right there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what if, what if, cool. what, I have what, looked at that before. I'm like, I guess what I'm saying is, what if you approached it like Jesus is telling you to get up and go do that? Would you just go, yeah, I'm going to go mm. back to sleep? That's a good question. Huh? All right. That's, well, that's, that's cool, really man. good. I'm praying for you. I hope. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. I was just thinking, too, like, um, I think that, oh gosh, I just had a thought. What was it? Dang it. I just had a thought. Man, it escaped me. It's gone. Never mind. <laughs> Dang it. But yeah, no, I thank you. You know, I think it's like you said, it's one of those things where it's like I know it's it's possible. Hundred percent. I've seen it in my own life in moments. I've also seen it in so many others. So it's not like I'm I'm not hopeless. It's weird because I can probably feel hope, like people can probably think I'm hopeless, but I'm not. <laughs> oh, I remembered. I just remembered. So like I think one of my problems is that I can tend to I can tend to need like affirmation from others in the midst of the doing these things and I think that that was my problem like if I had any confidence say like growing up right like as a kid like I had the affirmation of others saying you're good you're one of the best you're good at this whatever it is you know mm-hmm. once that is gone that's where I have a hard time too I've Oh noticed. so you're motivated externally kind of from like what other people get, like it could be could be money could be um, prestige could be people's words. Do you find that you're more like you succeed more when that is sort of pushing you like external things? Hmm. D- uh, in a sense, yeah, it's it's more, it's more with you know? people. Yeah, I wouldn't say like yeah, I money. know. I just meant it, that's an example of other things. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Oh no, you're fine. Yeah, you definitely are. <laughs> I get it. Like, man, I don't think money's the only thing you're looking for. Yeah. So, like, I, I, I would definitely say people, like, which is hard because, like, that's when, like, you, because I know there's, like, there's a part of life where you have to find, like, a deeper sense of meaning that's past what other people say. You have to. Yeah. Because I feel like if you're only relying on that, it's going to be so, like, miserable because it's going to be constant high or lows. Because it's like you're on, you're riding a high because maybe people are saying good things, but then if they're not, that's when it's just crashing. Yeah, man, you can't. That's the thing. You can't let people's words get you too high or too low. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of my like problems. I don't know. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, makes sense. I may be a little bit wrong about this, but it almost goes back to like you need to find the fire inside of you. I think every man has a fire, and I know Todd has talked about this a ton, and I I felt it in my life. Like you need to find that fire because that fire will will fuel you while everybody else is either against you or for you. And I think at the end of the day, uh, that fire 
it's so important to manhood, honestly, mm. because it it's what fuels you. And whether that fire is started by Christ, whether it's started by somebody else, no matter where it, is, it comes from in your life, that that fire is there. Mm. And and I think Christ only grows it at times. And then I think that the world tries to snuff it out in man mm. men today, especially in the little boys uh, that are growing into men. I think they try to get rid of it. And I think yours has been either neglected or it's still in the corner and you've hidden this this fire pit and you, you haven't ever tried to ignite it again or seen it again or you're afraid of it being ignited again hmm. because you're afraid of the arrogance that comes. And I, people who live in fear aren't like, you got to realize you can't live in that fear all the time. Um, I think that's part of like why I've, one of the big things I put in my line heart check in yesterday was I'm trying to get back to being, I want to learn from everything. Hmm. I want to learn from absolutely everything. But I also want to show everybody in the world that I, I have what it takes. Yeah. Yeah, it's, another, it's kind of a good reminder, too, AJ. Is like maybe think about the times you have succeeded and stuff, the good things that have come when you push through. Hmm. I don't know. That's good. Anyway. Yeah, good sorry stuff. to ramble. No, it's not rambling at all. I think that's really good, man, for Thank people. You. And I think it's probably, there's probably a lot of people that can relate to that. <laughs> Certainly we can all relate to the idea of, as Pressfield sort of resistance, you know, this yeah. idea of that thing I, that – Kind of sab- self sabotage. Yeah, man. I'm just tired of it too, man. It's just stupid. <laughs> I get it, dude. Me too. I get it. <laughs> I'm just tired of I get it. it sometimes. <laughs> of certain things. Uh, all right. How are you, man? Oh, yeah, we haven't uh, went. We haven't went anywhere else. <laughs> doing okay. Very tired today. I've got a same thing. I say it all week. Every week. I it all week. What the heck was that? <laughs> um, really tired today, and like it's making me lethargic and frustrated. Um, hmm. I already shit a lot of where I'm at personally last week. I will say, I've come to the realization that computers and computer programming is just magic. Do you, you just you just put me back now, in a place I remember? I'm going to tell you this right now. Somewhere out there, Tim, you know who he is. He's mm-hmm. going to look at this and sneer at us. The magic weird. We are small-minded people, okay? <laughs> but I challenge him in this that I am not small-minded. Because he is looking at this from a technological standpoint. I'm looking at this from a philosophical standpoint. Yeah, man. I want to explain to you guys out there, from my limited knowledge, Mm -hmm. what exactly coding is. But before I do, say you're watching a video game. Yep. Or even your phone. This makes me so uncomfortable. And you play a video game. Somehow, some guy out there, or lady, using zeros and ones, really, which is yes. the language of computers, binary, right? And apparently there's even others as this time, because I was reading about these quantum computers and stuff. Mm-hmm. They actually are, have other languages. Okay, I know I'm already sounding crazy. So coding, from what I've looked at, the way it was described simply, is we are writing in a language that translates to the computer what we want it to do. Yep. That makes sense. Yep. Everybody's like, yeah, Todd, ha, ha. how does the computer... Even when told what to do, no. create the things that we are discussing. I don't know. And here's the thing. Someone's like, oh, you're dumb idiots. No, no, no. Consider this for a second, what you have been told to accept. Because this is mind-blowing to me. It, it so these little – a computer only recognizes two things, on and off. We, I learned this yesterday. This is, it's trying not to be too deep, okay, from what I've gathered. So 
he did Tim explained this a long time ago, and it, it fits right. It tracks. So th- imagine these little these little rooms or these little gates. Okay, copper gates in a computer. Yep. There's millions of them, right? Whatever. I don't remember what they, he actually what, what those are actually called again. In the chambers, oh, chamber, whatever. Yeah, these little processors or these little whatever they are. Yep. So transistors, the, transistors. There you go. So yep. the word. So so what happens is electricity goes through these. Yep. And depending on which ones you shut off and shut on, is where the electricity goes. Right. That's the. That's what. That's what zero ones and all that is telling it to do. What mm-hmm. to shut off and on. And somehow, when you do this, and this is what I don't know how if I can explain it well. This creates, let's say, the image of an angry bird. That's mm-hmm. on the page now, or yep. an image of, I don't know, a better one would be like the horror games where it looks like a house. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? hmm This is interesting <laughs> because when you really think about it, it's saying when you do this certain ritual, right, when you tell in a magical language, it will make something happen. Yes. And I don't understand I even tried to research how the first computer was made. It's a, it's a fascinating concept, mm-hmm. the concept of computers and computer programming. Now, we've been raised in the age of computers, right? Mm-hmm. So we just accept these are machines, yep. and we're telling – and then there's truth to this. We're telling the machine what to do, okay? That is what coding essentially does, telling the computer what we want to do. Right. But how does the computer know anything? You understand what I'm saying? How does Because if, if we're telling it what to do, it would imply that it knows – or it it has the capability to do things already. It's conscious. <laughs> That's what he's okay. I'm not ready to go there, but <laughs> what I'm saying is it knows, like it has inside of it. Maybe for instance, uh, let's let's picture it as like a, a library. The books are already there. The code just tells us the computer which book to pull out, right? Yeah. This is just how I'm thinking of it. How are there any books in the library? That's my point. How are there already books in the library? Does this make sense? Uh-huh. And someone out there is like saying to me, probably right at this moment, you are an idiot, okay? But from a philosophical standpoint, it will literally make you start to go, oh my good gosh. Especially when we did a little digging and found out, for instance, now Steve Jobs didn't create the first computer. However, Mm -hmm. him and his buddy Wozniak or whatever his name is, did create kind of the first computer of their sort, right? With his processor sort of thing. Yeah. He took LSD. And says that when he came back from it, right, from his trip is when he was inspired with the concept of a computer. Yep. Then we looked even deeper. The people who came up with the concept of VR, virtual reality, high on LSD. Same thing. Same thing. Which, if you look into LSD and the experiences people have, I'm taking this down a crazy road right now. When you look into psychedelics, first of all, every single one of them, not every one of them, many of them share very similar experiences. True. For instance, we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. This is going to sound crazy. For instance, and I'll always remember this one. Many of them remember speaking to like a what they call a dark jester. So picture like a jester, mm-hmm. and they they're seeing this thing, and they all people I haven't even talked are experiencing the same thing and talk. What you know what I mean? Why am I bringing all this up? What exactly? I think it's interesting, like because people, some people say, right? I'm not. That, you know, when you take LSD, you're reaching a quote, higher level of consciousness, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's irrelevant to me, what they're seeing. Yeah. All I know is, going back to computers, yep. that it was only when they went to, took this stuff, did they come back and go, you know what? Here's virtual reality. It's weird. Which, man. what the heck is virtual reality? What the heck is it? I don't even, 
a computer that's creating reality. Now, everyone in here, again, is saying, duh, Todd. I want you to take a second and consider what, you're, you, what you are accepting as simple. So something just happened, and you'll probably notice a hard edit here. Mm-hmm. Because as we're talking, everything shuts off. We have no audio. Because <laughs> apparently, Fun Turn kicked a cord. I don't, we, we're not entirely sure. Not sure. That sounds like him. He is, <laughs> he is, a for, he is literally a force of destruction. <laughs> uh, but it is, it is interesting because, once again, a cord comes out, and now things aren't happening. Now, I understand the concept of electronics in general. Yeah. For instance, audio. I get that. That doesn't freak me out. It's when I think about the fact, using I like this analogy of books for me, mm-hmm. okay? that, the, li- that the, the computer is a library, and the code tells us which book to pull out. Yeah. Right? Who put the books in the library? Yeah, I don't. It, in fact, did. in fact, listen to this. When I was looking into this, and remember, binary is zero ones, right? Combinations. Yeah. There are millions, and these transistors that they have, there's millions. Some have billions. That here's where it gets crazy. We we couldn't spend all the time to learn all of those. All these. So zero what they've ones. done is created coding, which translates what we want into the computer's language. Okay, that's that's what it is. That mean like I get the concept. But again, how, what, who put the books in the library? Yeah, how, one also, like, to me... And like, how do we know which books make what things happen? Yeah. And you get how, what I'm saying? And how did we make an alternate, alternate okay. language for it to understand? I, You're right. How? How is that possible? Now, Tim is probably right now giggling like some kind of mastermind, like some kind of evil, evil Lex Luthor, all right? <laughs> Just sneering at us. Or, Tim, you could consider the possibility mm-hmm. to throw out what you know yeah, and keep asking the questions that I'm asking. How? 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 And if he knows, I'm going to ask him about this. Mm-hmm. Because he explained, it again, I understand how it works. Right. Because, you know, chambers off and on. I, I just explained that to you. Yeah. But who put the books in the library? Dude, that, you, you, you already know how I feel about this. I, uh, it's alive. <laughs> Yeah. It's already existed. We just discovered it. We didn't create. Create what? What are you talking about? Computers? We didn't create. What is a computer? We didn't create whatever is inside a computer. We just discovered it. That's creepy. That's it. That's the only way to explain it. It's already been here. Well, I mean, all truth, right, was here. And, and even, I just, a processor, for instance, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I don't know. So I'm going to keep studying for everyone out there. If this didn't blow your mind at all. It's mind-blowing. Clearly, I cannot put it, describe it correctly. Right. But when you start really thinking about it, it's, it's pretty crazy. Yes, and why is it that mind-altering substances led to these people doing these things? Hey, it's been a while since we talked about, went down the rabbit hole. But It's true, man. Say what you want. Somewhere out there, Mad Max is smiling because he loved. He, before he, he loved when we talked about this. Stuff. Oh yeah. So anyway, that's a big part of where I'm at in my life right now because I spent, as you know, you, I hours. Legitimately, we spent a couple hours. I felt uncomfortable. Me too. The I concept, still kind of do. Yeah, we're kind of. I'm making light of it, but honestly, the concept is pretty crazy. Yes. You do know the questions we're going to get after this, right? Oh sure. You Bring want me to blow on. your mind with a weird little fact? Yeah. I haven't. I haven't fact checked this yet. It only goes with. Matrix stuff. Mm-hmm. Guess what? The expiration date on Neo's driver's license is in the movie The Matrix. Bro, uh, what is it? 9-11, 2001. No freaking way, dude. When did the Matrix come out? 
I don't oh, know. 90 something. It yeah. was before that. 99, probably. 98. Mm hmm. You've got to be kidding me. I'm telling you. That's what I saw. I haven't double checked. Fact check. are running through my body. You want to fact check this fun turn? But I'm pre- I saw this yesterday. He'll get on this. We'll move on. But Dude, this is insane. Okay. Have you watched you? Uh, we need to sit down and watch the Matrix, dude. It's have true. you watched? I've actually, it? never seen. Oh it. my gosh, dude! You, I don't I've know if never you should. Watched it I don't know if you should. Why? Because it's going to, given what we're already talking about, it's going to make you what? What so is it's possible? Just going to make the argument even stronger. It's, oh, it's going to make. Been looked it, up. Oh, has <laughs> it? this has been looked up. It makes sense, babe. It's like People the always fifth search. <laughs> Tell me, I just saw it yesterday. Listen, I. Oh, man. And that's why maybe they're lying to me. Right? Oh, now you've made me want to look up eerie things from the Matrix. Dude, when I... Well, start... I don't even have to click into these because it's saying that almost it true? all of them... I have like two or three searches. There's another weird coincidence. Uh, Neo's passport expired on 9-11. It's his passport. Okay, there we go. Okay. And, uh, there's one with his license. and. So that is true. Yeah. Uh, okay. YSK says Neo's license in Matrix 1999 expired uh, on September 11th, 2001, which is uh, not the ma- bizarre things on the Matrix movie set. Oh boy, dude, this is <laughs> this is crazy. This is so interesting. Listen, if you are listening and you're not intrigued by this, I don't know who you are. This is just so insane. Because I I literally remember last night when we were when we were going down this rabbit hole. I just I remember sitting sitting there literally like what is this? What what well, these is existence? <laughs> like I know man, philosophy. Like I was like what we we've just accepted that these machines had they had a code. We because, again, I feel like people are under the assumption that we made this code for them, but that's not true. How could we train these machines to just understand this code? Like, they had to have known how to interpret it. Well, they're lang- well they have a language. Yes. Right, which is the on yeah. and off. Gosh, it's just insane. Uh, I'm looking at a picture from the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it is September 11th. Uh, I told what? you, man. I'm just saying. I also, we'll get shadow banned. I don't know. Who knows? Oh, we probably will. I mean, we've we've never really escaped, but I mean, my question is: why not double down? Another, another. Oh, there's a documentary called "A Glitch in the Matrix," really, in which uh, filmmaker Rodney Asher explores the philosophy behind simulation theory and interviews a handful of people who have seen a glitch in the Matrix. Dang, man, that's crazy. Well, you know what? They just turned back on. True. Yeah, you did say that. Mm-hmm. Which is terrifying. Because, I don't know, the idea of matter, even. It's interesting, man. And all these all these different forms of matter that they've tried to uncover. and It's just, it, I don't know. We should watch that, just to see. I'm in, man. It's so also really scary. Where is it available at? <laughs> For the audience. <laughs> What's the what? So, so where is it available watch at? Watch it before we... We That's true. We have people. no idea what's on that thing. <laughs> I was trying to find anyway. Dude. Uh that people say that deja vu is a glitch in the matrix. Really? Also, Elon Musk is a uh has talked that he thinks it's fairly realistic. 
which that's a smart fellow. It's, it's odd that he's he thinks it's realistic. Elon Musk is a odd fellow as it is. <laughs> true, it's true. I don't know, man. Like when I think about, because like you said, like computers, right? And yeah. Then, and then computers make me think even farther into even stuff like just technology in general. And it's like, dude. Anyway, so I got lost in that world. So that was interesting. Computers are interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I just love talking about it because I, I could just see Tim going, hey. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, other than that, things are okay. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I don't think so. Nice. Um, except for random injuries I still continue to have. Oh, yeah. My nose is still crooked, which is a little sad, but hey, what it is what it is. <laughs> All right, moving on. Got some good questions today. Yeah, after we've went out of the rabbit hole for a bit. Skinwalkers. That's another one. <laughs> and here we anyway, just hey, we love Jesus. We're just talking and stuff's interesting. All right, here we go. Listen, all I'm saying is the Bible mentions so many of the, what's it called? Are you saying skinwalkers? No, just, oh, okay. just the Bible. Say, the Bible references historical Crazy stuff? Yes. Oh, oh, sure. What's the Leviathan? <laughs> it's in the Leviathan. in the water. <laughs> All right, here we go. Are you ready? Oh, yep. AJ, number one, do you think Mark 14 is why some Christians don't believe in taking blood infusions for health reasons? And they quote, excuse, uh, quote, do not drink blood, do not find life in blood. Or what does that even mean? I read the entire book, like not the entire book, the entire chapter 14 of Mark, and I do not see this referenced. I agree. I also checked that. So out. I am not entirely sure what your question is. Um, is no. Referring specifically to do not drink blood, do not find life in blood, because I tried to, I, I Googled, I tried to find that context in the Bible, and I had such a hard time finding it. So whoever asked this question, if you could try to maybe give reword it. Give a specific reference or something? Yeah. Yes, or give a specific reference, that'd be great. Um because for me, it's it's kind of hard to answer the question when I can't find it within the confines, like or within the context of the Bible. It's it's hard for me to answer. Because um, the only part that I found in Mark fourteen that mentions any sort of blood is is like twenty two to twenty five when Jesus is telling, like talking to the apostles, he's breaking bread, going, "Hey, like eat this, you know, and it's eat this in remembrance of me. Drink the wine. This represents my blood of the covenant." Like. That's the yeah. only part I can in find. Mark 14. In Mark 14. I found the closest verse I can kind of find is Deuteronomy 12, 23 and 24. says, be sure you do not eat the blood because the blood is the life, and you must not eat the life with the meat. You must not eat the blood poured out on the ground like water. That was commands to the uh, early Israelites to not you know, eat blood because they, God was making a point about blood is sacred in general, right? Life and hmm. pointing to Jesus' sacrifice. So I don't know if, they're, if they were quoting that. Um, I don't know. That's still not the exact verse. So. Exactly. Um, also, maybe maybe uh, tell us what version of the Bible you're reading. Yeah, but I, yeah, I, I Googled that phrase, man. I didn't see it anywhere. Me either. Couldn't find it. So, yeah, please let us know because we, we're interested in it. Mm-hmm. Overall, also, I didn't know there are Christians who don't believe in taking blood transfusions. But, I mean, I, it makes sense if, if they believe that. You knew that? Yeah. Hunter? Oh, okay. Hmm. Interesting. So, yeah, interesting. Hey, we really do want, we're not making fun of your question or anything. No. We really want to answer. So just, if you give us some more detail, we'd love to, to dive into that. Absolutely. All right, you're up, man. Let's see here. It says, for you, Todd, if yeah. we use someone's past and them not helping others or just anything else in their past as a reason to not help someone, especially if they're a brother or sister in Christ, isn't it the same as keeping a record of wrongs? So a record of wrongs, um, I assume they're referencing... 
1 Corinthians 13. Love does not keep it a record of wrongs, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's correct. Um, yes. Let's pull it up because they didn't say that, but the quote with the, the term rec- record of wrongs that yes. comes in Romans, uh, I mean, sorry, 1 Corinthians 13, which discusses love. Um, love is patient, love is kind. Uh, does not keep a record of wrongs. Yep. Yep. So verse 13, 5 says, does not act, love does not act improperly, it's not selfish, it's not provoked, it does not keep a record of wrongs. So it sounds like they're saying, if we use someone's past as a reason to not help them, isn't that the same as keeping a record of wrongs? Um, so, yes. But sometimes when people ask these questions, and this is something I've wanted to discuss, because I don't want us to ever be used in like an argument or something as, as giving the right an answer when we're given a very general question. Yeah. So, guys, I want to encourage everyone to ask questions. I get it. You don't want to say names. You don't have to. But you can make up pseudonyms. Yeah. But giving us as much information as possible is the best way for us to be able to answer your question. Yeah. Um, fully, right? Because because I can, I'm already thinking there's situations here mm-hmm. that I could say, okay, you you couldn't justify that. So, for instance, say that um, someone took a hundred dollars. I give someone hundred dollars, and every time they've done it, they go and buy cocaine. Yeah, All right, or prostitutes. I don't know. And then they come and ask for a hundred dollars again. Is that keeping a record of wrongs to, to not, not give them a hundred dollars, exactly. or to say, well, I want to go with you to buy what you need? Right. So in that moment, I'd say no. That's not. But oh, yeah, gr- agreed. But overall, is it wrong to keep someone to let someone's sin or mistake stop you from loving them? Yes. yes. Does love mean that you have to do exactly what they want? Given their like, right? If an Definitely alcoholic not. says, you know, if you love me, you give me a bottle of vodka, <laughs> right? Right. I know he's an alcoholic. That's not. That's not, That's not something I would do. No. So does that help answer the question? But overall, yes, I, I, I hear, I get what you're saying. I, uh, yeah, need, I think it's more 100%. We need okay. more specifics. Here we go. Hey, got a return of Remnant Dudes, guys. Remnant Dudes. Missed you, Remnant Dudes. Remnant Dudes, talk is great, but sometimes people just talk and do not make real changes or take actions to get unstuck in life. Develop that step-out-of-the-boat mentality. Keep moving and just do it. First off, I love that. Do you have any suggestions to ignite changes in actions? Yeah, Nike. We, we talked about this. Yeah. Kind of what we're talking about. Yeah, so this is, you know, this is part of, you know, my struggle in life a lot of the time. So um, to me, it's very important to get others involved. Um, you got to find people who are willing to push you. Because if you try to do it by yourself, it's not going to work. I, it's just, you know... I think that you have to, it's kind of what you guys said earlier, like you have to find what inspires you, but in the midst of finding something that inspires you, you still think you need people to come alongside you. Um, and I feel like you have to understand why you are trying to make these changes. I feel like if you, if you don't understand why you're trying to make these changes, you won't, you know, like what you guys said, you won't be inspired to. You have, I feel like you have to understand why. So that's what I got for that. Um, yeah. I will tell you this. He one of the points that we make here is he says talk is great. But sometimes people just talk and don't make changes. Yeah, that's true. So even um, let's say in Christianity, sometimes everybody knows what to. I shouldn't say everybody. Sometimes Christians know what to say, but they don't make changes. They don't actually walk out anything. You need to do some of this can because you literally look like you're terrified and confused. I was, gonna, I was about to pour. Go it. ahead and pour. Yeah, it. I was gonna pour it. It was way less distracting. <laughs> Fun turn is just looking in such disgust. There we go. (laughs) Anyway, I kind of agree with Remnant Dude's guy. I will say this, and I didn't say this to you earlier. 
Sometimes it's time to just do. Mm. Do the thing. So if you want to start getting up earlier, there's going to come a point where you just got to get up earlier. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You've got to do the thing. And I will say sometimes like we want, and I've said this before, we're trying to wait till we feel like doing the thing emotionally. Yep. When you got to do it sometimes, that's the point of being resilient, and um, which also gets brought up down here weirdly. Um, but being, you know, having grit and determination is being able to do the thing when you don't feel like doing it. And I think that's the key to resistance, man, is stop waiting to feel it and even and, and being inspired – Trying to, really what I meant was what's going to inspire you to do that. And at a certain point, man, it does, you know, someone who really wants to do it, they're going to do whatever it takes. If you got to put a bunch of notes, if you got to set an alarm clock across the room, just an example, if you got to put one of those ones that shocks you, you'll do whatever it takes to mm. do the thing. That's really good, so man. My advice is, you know, be real with yourself. You got to do the thing. And if you're trying to help somebody else who's stuck, you, you know, Telling them that and saying, you know, I hear you. I believe that you want to do it, but do you really want to do it bad enough? There's a song by Tim McGraw. I'm not a huge country guy because mm-hmm. I grew up on it, and it's "How Bad Do You Want It." You ever heard that song? Mm-hmm. It's a great song. It's like, "How bad do you want it?" it used to inspire me. How bad do you want it? When I wanted to play arena football, nobody was making me go sprint up a hill, looking stupid to a bunch of people by myself. You know, after work, it's yeah. because I wanted it. And you got to see the end result, not the steps that take it. And I'm going to do whatever it takes to get to the top of that hill. So I don't know if that helps at all, but that's really good. Um, man. And here's the other thing, man. A lot, a lot of people out there, they're they don't want to be great. We talked about that in Lionheart a few weeks ago. You want to be great, you got to do different things. Why is that? Because not everyone's great. And I think greatness is somewhat defined by our ability to do things we don't want to do to get places we want to go. Man. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So hope that encourages. That you know gives. Hope that gives you uh, some encouragement. And also looking at Scripture. You know, we would be a lot more bold if we, you know, if God is for me, who, who's against me? Those kinds of things. And, and the verse we talked about earlier. Sometimes I'll sit and go, man, if I really was working for Jesus right now, he was in the room, would I work harder? And if so, I need to do that now. <laughs> That's really Or good. whatever that is, you know what I mean? Yes. Good stuff. All right. Uh, I think it's you. Yes says, I hear you guys talk about your life and where you're at, which I love. But today my question is, how have you been a light to someone this week? So this is a great example. This is a good question. How have you been? This is a great example of how we do not prep certain things because we try to make this very organic. Yeah. So there might be a pause here <laughs> because how have I been a light? Mm-hmm. Um, how have I been a light to someone? How have I been a light to someone this week? Yeah. <sighs> Excuse me. Man, and also it makes you wonder what they mean by light, but I assume point people to Jesus, right? Mm. Um, it feels awkward, like you said. It does. I get it. Uh, one thing I've tried to do lately is when people are struggling and, and ask for prayer is I try to pray right there in that moment to, to one, so that they know that we're taking that moment serious, but also because I can't wait to see God answer that prayer and we can look at that moment and go, hey, he moved. So I, I've done that several times this week is just entering into prayer with people right there on the spot. Um, yeah, so I guess that's one off the top of my head. Uh, I'll try to think of of, of this. And that, and that has happened this week. Yeah. Um, couple, multiple times since Saturday, actually, Saturday, Sunday. So I'll think about some more as you, you go here. Mm-hmm. 
I would say for me, man, you, you kind of brought up earlier just that that dude at the gym. Yeah, you for know, sure. like it was cool. You know, I it's funny because I actually he was one of the guys that I bought. You know, I bought a bottle of water for at the gym, like probably like two or three weeks ago, maybe even longer than that. Actually, I don't. It's kind of fuzzy, but and you know, he came in and and you know, he was like, "Hey, man, what's up?" And like, you know, we just had a couple small conversations in between, you know, like yeah. lifting or whatever, and it was just cool because like I don't know. He was, he was comfortable to like approach me. Like mm-hmm. I, I didn't have to go to him, which to me was like nice because like we talk about being like a beacon. Yeah, you know, like he was just willing to do that, you know. And so it's hard because, like you said, it is kind of awkward. Like, like I don't want to like boast to myself here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's just like well, it's we one boast of... in the Lord. <laughs> yes. So it's like you know sometimes it just takes the smallest of things to get people to see that maybe you're different. And, you know, I'm not even saying this guy's like, man, like, you know, that guy, you know, I don't know how he sees me. I can't tell you all that. You're starting but, to minimize your thing again, bro. But, <laughs> so. It's okay. Yeah. So, like you, so, did, you it know. It was cool. Just doing the smallest of things yeah, can, yeah. can go a long way with somebody, and, and that can be showing them the light. Because, um, you know, you do those things, and it, it, it's amazing how way people react. They just don't, like. It's so rare. Yeah. So, yeah. Another thing I've been doing is going to sound corny, but I've been smiling at people instead of do the thing, like, all the time. Even though some people look at you like a freak, like, genuinely smile <laughs> at people. And the guy at the gas station that I've been working really hard with and got, got to know his name and just trying to make him feel seen because people just, I've been in there so many times, they just treat him so poorly. Man. Yeah, dude. And uh, it's, that was, that's been cool, too. Um, I did that this week, too. So That's awesome. Uh, I'd yeah. love to hear how you guys have been being the light lately. What have you been up to? Like how you been, uh, you know, showing Jesus to people, telling people about Jesus? I'll, I guess also that conversation about that was last week. Never mind. All right, here we go. <laughs> oh, you got to. I guess you got to go again, man. Mm-hmm. So it says in Acts eight twenty six to forty is the story of Philip and his encounter with the eunuch. The eunuch hears the gospel and asks to be baptized in verse thirty eight. So they stop and Philip baptizes the eunuch. What I'm confused about is in verse 39, it says, When they came up out of the water, uh, the Spirit of the Lord carried Philip away, and the eunuch did not see him any longer, but went on his way rejoicing. Why did the Spirit do this? We're not told exactly. So that's it. <clears throat> it does take him. It ends up taking Philip. It says when he comes out, comes out of the water, he's gone. It says the Spirit transported him to a city, which is 30 miles away from this location. That's like, crazy. Look that up. Is, do I believe that's supernatural? Absolutely. Oh, I believe yeah. he did it. Why did he do it? I don't know what it doesn't say. Other than this. So church tradition, not in the Bible, says that this eunuch ended up being a big evangelist to his own people. He was a eunuch. Also, it appears to be that he was kind of like a man of importance in some way. But here's the interesting thing. He was a Jewish convert first. He was a Jew. He went to Jerusalem to worship, right? But because of the fact that he was a eunuch, he would have been unclean, right? Ah. And that because of his race, he wouldn't have been able to, to go, you know into the temple and the Holy of Holies and all yeah. that, or the, the temple and stuff, not the Holy of Holies. So it's kind of cool that God comes to him through Philip, not in Jerusalem, though, out in the desert. Here's the thought I had. What if the, God knew that, because he had the gospel, he knew that the Old Testament, it's kind of a cool story you can go read, because he ended up, with, like, Philip was directed to this place. And as he's there, this eunuch is reading a section of Old Testament, and Philip pretty much is like, hey, man, do you need help understanding that? And he goes, yeah, what is this talking about? Who is this? Is this the prophet, you so know, wild. Uh, Isaiah? And he's like, no, it's talking about Jesus Christ. And he's like, what? 
and he accepts it that he's Messiah and wants to be baptized. <clears throat> Crazy. Um, right then and there. What if the eunuch would have put too much of his faith in Philip and not enough in the gospel? Because Philip's the one that led him there. What if he wouldn't have... So if Philip would have stayed with him, he would have just went wherever Philip went mm. because he wanted to be a part of that mission instead of going back to his people and evangelizing to them. Yeah. Right? So for instance, if you and I ran into Paul... We'd probably want to go wherever Paul's going because he's doing some crazy cool stuff. And plus, yeah. he's teaching us. But if Paul is gone magically, right, for lack of a better word, magically, miraculously, we'd probably just go back home and start telling people about what Paul told us. Yes. Jesus. So I think in this instance, it, it could be because the plan was for this man to be the, an evangelist to his people and the other Ethiopians. That's wild, man. That's so, so cool. Yeah, that's my thought. Just a thought. I like it. I'll just ask you this last one, and then let's see if you've got all the other ones. Okay. Men have lost their resilience. Agree or disagree? And then he gives, uh, the, whoever this is, gives the, uh, now, I'm sorry, man, the definition of resilience. Uh, it is the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties, toughness, strength of character, ability to bounce back. Men have lost their resilience. Agree or disagree? Agree. I think that, you know, of, and it's been shaped by society and culture, you know, what the world's trying to make a man believe what he is and it's not true so i think that with that pressure of you know trying to be conformed to what this what the world wants people to think a man is i 100 percent think a lot of men have lost uh resilience um especially these you know like like later later generations of people um and it sucks um because it's very it, it can be very hard to bounce back from you know like you know even talking about my own life earlier, like, you know, resilience, you know, is something that I don't, you know, I, I have it in moments, but it's not like a constant thing I just have. And so it's something I have to battle for. And sometimes I just straight up don't choose it. So it's like, you know, I think of the idea of like, huh, this is kind of getting weird when I think about it, but like the idea of technology and the advancement of technology and like how it's naturally, you know, with that advancement, I feel like also, like, the idea of, like, what a man is has changed so much. So, I don't know. Because you're saying because they don't have to do his physical stuff or what? Uh, it's... Made it easier? That's made it easier for people to influence what a man gotcha, really is. Gotcha, So, like, social media, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I think... Uh, I do think culture kind of encourages men to be soft. Yeah. Because that's not being... If you're soft, then you're not practicing toxic masculinity you know that kind of yep. thing so but at the same time i don't know man i don't i don't know what caused it but definitely there's a lack of toughness and push through and grit um <clears throat> and we've lowered the standard on a lot of things so men don't have mm. to be tough That's because really instead good. of you know it used to be or it should be if someone if someone encounters a tough situation they need to rise to the occasion well i feel like in our society what we've done is when a man stumbles or we just lower the occasion for lack of a better word we lower the standard to them and that doesn't inspire or push anyone to have to succeed um, because you can get by in this world in some ways and be mediocre and not do a lot. I don't know. Um, so, and I don't want to get too much into it, but, you know, when you get money for doing nothing, for instance, do you have to really be that resilient in certain situations? No. Um, so I don't know, man. I think it's sad, and I think, you know, we need to uh, – we need to push back and train our sons to be tough. And even some guys in our church, I, that'll probably make some people mad, but I know some of the boys, they're not pushed to be tough. And mm. 
um, I think they uh, they need to be. So it's good stuff, and it's convicting because, especially for me, you know, bouncing back. You know, Billy, we got That's a good one. Being able to bounce back from a oh, setback. Oh yeah, that's really. Do you have some fun here? Yeah, it, it's very interesting because even listening to the podcast again with Teddy Atlas last night, he talked about a boy who had come to one of his gyms. He said he they were in the Bronx, and in, in the Bronx, when Teddy was at his heights around Mike Tyson's time and, and all that. Uh, it was a literal terrible place. People were on drugs, shooting up, all these things. It was a very dangerous place in the Bronx. Yeah. Um, and there was this kid that would come. See, the boxing gyms were like the one glowing light in that area because you could make money, you could do a lot of things. This was It was a positive environment. You were safe there, so a lot of kids would come. So we had this kid come, and he, he was uh, he was getting bullied every single day. He was getting attacked all the time. He... He got just was a kind of a timid kid and very insecure. Yeah. And Teddy had eventually got to him and got to talk to him, got to do him, started teaching him boxing, started teaching him all these things. And he said, as we progressed, I would get him and try and spar, and then he wouldn't spar. And then I kind of hyped him up again and told him about my life, about getting bullied and all these things. And then, like, I got him and I, I kind of pushed him and I pushed him to be harder. And then he would spar. And then I, it came time for his first match. And he found a kid that was struggling with the same thing. And uh, it was him and another trainer who basically, the trainer said, dude, this is hard to watch. They're not really fighting. And he said by the sixth round, they were truly fighting. Hmm. He said, because Teddy looked at him and said, no, 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 no. They need this. They need to do this. They need this. They need to struggle. They need this right now. And uh, eventually it would uh, lead to kid actually doing pretty good and sparring and, and, and being able to overcome bullies and stuff. And I, I think Todd's right. I think there's been an assault on masculinity and there's been an assault on resistance. You don't have to have anything in this world to be strong and to be all these things. And I think mm-hmm. uh, what Joe Rogan said is true. Uh, hard times create hard men. Easy times create easy... Uh, hard times create hard men. Hard men create easy times. Easy times create uh, weak men. Mm-hmm. Um, or weak men create hard times, hard times create hard men, and uh, hard men create easy times, and easy times create weak men, and the cycle, cycle repeats. And I think there's been a huge assault on that. I think also the effect that an heir and divorce rates and all these things have taken a huge effect on the family unit and a huge effect on the family and just men today. Oh, yeah. I, I think we've we've divorce rate has... A, assaulted sons in America as much as daughters and I think we've we've changed the fact that an heir doesn't really mean much anymore and with all of this it's it's made it, I, it's, it seems like it's poisoned the well of what masculinity could be mm. and I think there's only a few people that are starting to realize like hey wait a second this isn't right and trying to strive towards it and it's it's sad because the majority isn't you know, you just kind of, this is not exactly related to what you said, but you kind of made me think of something about manhood. I've realized that, <clears throat> say a man is resilient, tough, right? Yeah. Um, masculine, you know, whatever. The, the A lot of the stuff they call toxic in some ways, in my opinion, right? Uh, forceful or whatever. <clears throat> not talking abusive, right? But isn't it interesting? It's almost like if he's going to be that way, he can't have any other flaws, though, or it means that being that way is bad. So say Joe Smith is a masculine, tough guy, right? Yeah. But he ends up struggling with pornography. They're like, well, of course, look at him. Being that kind of man meet leads to that. It's almost like we taught, like they're held to an even higher standard than normal men. Mm. So it's way safer 
to set the bar low so that people don't expect more of you. Interesting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know what you're so saying. So it's just an interesting thought you made me think of. It was like, guys just would rather be mediocre than great. And I had, a, I had a guy one time in our liner, and he was so honest and transparent. It was one of the most powerful things. And I had, you know, I had guys who wants to be great, and he didn't raise his hand. And I said, well, first of all, that's really brave. And I said, you want to be mediocre? And he said, yeah. And he was sad. You could see it. Well, why would you want to be that? He goes, why wouldn't you want to be great? He goes, because I know that when I'm great, all my flaws are going to be seen. People are going to see it. I'm just going to fail. Mm. And, uh, you know, I think that's a lot of, I mean, I think not a lot. I think that might be part of all this too. So do I think men, yeah, have lost their resilience? Yes. And I think we don't teach our, our boys mm-hmm. resilience. So, you know, well, I want to talk about a situation in church right now. I had a competition where we sold pizza cards. You're in this. And this is a big pet peeve of mine. Uh, Fun turns one of the youth leaders, um, mm-hmm. and I've actually put this in. So we had one kid, and yes, I have a personal relationship with him. I'm very close to him, right? He sold them, though. He sold a ton. Yeah. Okay, you know who he is. Yeah, we'll call him exactly Jason, for lack of a better word. This Jason kid sold a ton, and he had his buddy help him with some. So he won. Well, this other kid, we'll call him Eric, all mm-hmm. of a sudden says, well, I think we all three should get to plan it. What if we all three got to plan it? And the, and the leaders are going to let him do that when he didn't do any work. Mm. So what are you teaching that kid? He just gets what he wants without doing the work. Yeah. And it sh- I don't care. They're like, well, Jason wants him to. Well, Jason is easily manipulated by Eric because Jason wants, to, wants his friend to help him. And so you guys are like, well, Jason said it's okay. No, you're, you're, you've set the standard. You already lowered the standard. You said we're having a competition, whoever does it the most, and then you're, that doesn't matter anymore. Right. It's right. just, well, Eric wants to help. So Eric. So why would he ever do anything more than – why would That's he do anything? Necessary. He didn't even do what's necessary. He did nothing. The mm-hmm. ones he sold, he was with Jason in them. He sold zero because he didn't want to go knock on a door. And yet the youth leaders, for instance, and I love our youth leaders, and I get why, but it's just an example of like people don't realize how that affects boys. You're teaching that boy that he didn't have to – well, he didn't want to push himself because he's shy and doesn't want to knock on a door. So then he doesn't – he gets rewarded though still. Yeah, there's no resilience mm-hmm. in that. There's no, well, yeah, so you reward – you don't reward resilience. It's mm. a participation trophy all over again. Well, that's just another thought I was thinking of because it's a very specific situation. It's really good. Yeah. Hmm. It comes back to, like, awareness, too. Like, like, awareness of even, like, being a leader. Awareness of, like, understanding, like, moments of, like, what you could be teaching or what you could not be teaching or helping or anything. Hey, that can apply to so much in life. That's good, man. It's really good. Yeah, I love that. Anyway, good stuff. How long have we been going on, man? I feel like we go long lately and don't get to the art, real news, real views, but uh, really the show we're, we're just at about an hour, I would say. Yeah, people stop listening. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, we probably ought to just move on because you folks are going to get bored and we had a good talk today. We did, man. It was a great talk. I had a blast. What if we did an audio play? Called the Fall of the South. The Fall of the South. And my name is General Chester P. Johnson. General P- Chester P. Johnson. Audio play of... <laughs> <laughs> and what's your character's name? I'm a Confederate general. My name is William... Montgomery Burns. William Montgomery Burns, <laughs> Lieutenant General of the South. <laughs> Is that what you are too or no? No, uh, well, I mean, yeah, I'm part of the Confederate Army. All right. But I'm going to have change of heart. (laughs)
as I learned that I can't fight my brothers anymore. That's right. This is about unity. I want you to understand that I have to admit that one time I did one of the strangest things ever happened on the show. I don't know why I did that. I, I was enjoying it. But if you're interested in the fall of the South, an audio play, <laughs> let us know. <laughs> <laughs> let us know. For, for, that was just a snippet. That's a snippet of what's to come. <laughs> what will happen to our two heroes as they, they journey through this war? Yeah. <laughs> and find Jesus. All right. Anyway, oh, you guys have anything else to say? I know fun too. Nah, I, I don't understand myself I, either. I think that we ended on such a high note. That's all. That's it. That's all I have. <laughs> that was that was beautiful. Well, if you want to check out the Drop podcast the after all of that, um, this is uh, well. Wow, I'm so discombobulated. If you want to check us out on the podcast, please do. And if you're listening on the podcast, please leave us a review. Five stars would be preferable. Um, and leave a nice written thing underneath it. It doesn't even have to be long. It can be nice and long. If you want it to be, you could write us a letter. We'll read it. If you don't want to write us a letter, yeah, you could write about what your favorite type of box is. I don't know. I mean, you, you could write whatever. Your favorite presentation that you did when you were in school. I don't know. What, whatever you want to write down there, as long as it's nice. And if you didn't like this, well, I'm not really sorry, but uh, we're not your cup of tea. And uh, we ask you to move on down the line. And uh, have a great day. Not burn us, as we say. Yep, exactly. Sounds good. Hey, I'll let y'all know what I think. I appreciate your hard-earned viewership. And I invite you to watch the first episode of The Fall of the South. Anyway, <laughs> thank you for joining us today. We love you guys. We appreciate you so much. <laughs> If uh, you did, hey, he said it for real. We should be turning comments back on, I think. So comment, like, share, all those beautiful things that they already mentioned, it does help us. We got to beat that algorithm. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again. And this guy's going to have resilience, and he's going to make it happen. Real Talk Live's coming back at you here soon. I know we've been asked that a lot. Uh, it'll be fun. But, hey, we need your help to build that back up, too. So, hey. Like, share, comment, all those beautiful things. Please send in your thoughts if there's ideas you have for us or, you know, we didn't fully explain a question or anything like that. Feel free to use the link at www.theremnant.life slash real-talk. And it'll go in there anonymously and we'll answer it. Hey, I want you guys to know this and I mean it. We love you. More importantly, God loves you. It doesn't matter where you are, where you've been, or maybe even where you think you're going. Mm. Jesus loves you. And right now, today is offering you the chance to be in a relationship with him. You just got to admit that your way is not the right way and his way is. Mm. He loves you, um, and you deserve um, to know the truth and to know what real life is like, which can only be found in a relationship with him. Hope you guys have a great day, and God bless you.